0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Control Board Podcast, episode 299. I'm Benjamin Yoder here today to talk to you about video game related things because I've not really been playing video games, unfortunately. Um, Soma Bringer is still happening, technically. I have not put it in probably in like the last month, unfortunately. That's how the RPGs go for me, though, unfortunately. Just they keep getting pushed to the side. Really gotta get back on top of that. I'll try to make that a point this week, and, and I'll give you an update next week if I actually uh, catch up on that. But anyways, welcome to the show. Uh, this week's gonna be largely about Level Up Expo. Um, if you don't know, it's a, a convention local here in, in Las Vegas. Um, So I'll be talking about, you know, my general thoughts on the Expo itself. Um, There's some indie games there. Um, So I'll be talking about some of those indie games that I played. Um, And then we also, I also bought some stuff, some of it at Level Up Expo, some of it not, but we'll, we'll get into the details of that stuff and a little bit of arcade fun time as well. So anyways... Uh yeah, uh before we get into that Level Up Expo stuff though, um just some some content updates. I mean, I think I mentioned it last week, but the Dragon Quest Champions video is up and out for the beta test for that. If you want to see my impressions on that Battle Royale Dragon Quest game. Um and then this week the panel is going up uh from Level Up Expo, which is about basically better discussing and appreciating video games. Um and so it, the, here's the thing. Uh well one, let me let me finish up on the panel, I guess. Uh, the panel itself uh, went well, I think. However, I did not record audio, so I had to basically record a replacement version when I got home, so, you know, it's not kind of the same vibe, it's more of me just talking at my desk kind of thing, um, but the information is, is, you know, very similar kind of thing. So, you're not actually getting the Level Up Expo panel, unfortunately, you're getting me recording afterwards, but it's the same presentation, right? So, um, so yeah, but, but otherwise, though, I think it turned out really well, and hopefully you guys enjoy it as well um, when it goes up. Um, however... If you did support me on Kofi or or want to support me on Kofi, um you will get early access to that video because I decided to launch Kofi incentive stuff. Yeah, and you're like, "Ben, you shut down the Patreon because you got so tired of, not so tired of, but, you know, the the, the the content you were providing was not, like, reaching that many people and stuff, and, and that's fine and all that good stuff, right? Um, but the, basically what I decided to do, um, if you don't know, the Kofi goal at the moment is, like, donating to help me work on Premiere videos, and so I think I kind of want to continue to make that be the focus of the Kofi, so I think in the short term... My plan will be to provide like behind the scenes access to certain things for premiere videos. So you'll probably start seeing that crop up on there soon. Um, But uh, there's probably not always going to be a ton of content for that. So I figured the other thing I could do is provide early access to one control port plus videos that are actually new videos so not the podcast highlights and stuff because that stuff is you know you can already see it on the channel i'm not gonna make you you know p- post that like actual early access content um but any videos that i create for the one support plus channel that is a new published thing will go up there early um so if you want to see stuff early you can do that uh so that is one of the things there the panel it has been up there since thursday last week so if you want to check it out you can, uh, otherwise, it will go up on Wednesday. I don't know if about a week will be the typical thing, but that seems to be what most people say is like about a week or 24 hours or 48 hours, something like that. But um, we'll see. It, it may literally be for me just like whenever the video is done, I'll put it up there <laughs> so you guys can look at it as soon as it's ready and then I'll publish it out whenever. Because I honestly, I move around the videos a lot when it comes to the one OneShotboard Plus stuff. So. Um, so yeah, so that is there if you want to support me and, uh, and get access to those videos early and possibly get access to some, uh, behind the scenes stuff. Probably very likely. I just haven't figured out what exactly, you know, do I post everything in its entirety or just like give a little snippets and screenshots and stuff like that. I don't really know. I got to figure that out. But again, if you have any thoughts on that stuff and like what you'd want to see through like a supporters network kind of thing, uh, let me know. I don't get any feedback on any of that stuff so it is a lot of shots in the dark and I'm just addressing my problems with it you know if you guys have problems with that and like oh I would be interested in supporting you but you don't offer something you know let me know that's the only way I'm gonna know right (laughs) so so it'd be helpful but anyways level up expo it happened hey uh if you don't know I've been into level up expo I think uh two other times in the past, once in, I think, 2017, and the other time uh, was last year when I did a panel there, Um, so I was kind of pleasantly surprised when I went last year. Definitely transformed quite a bit, definitely a bigger show and things like that, but this year largely felt like the same show in terms of, like, just being kind of a general pop culture, nerd culture show, Um, and scale-wise, it was bigger, but, like, not that much bigger, Um, but the number of attendees definitely exploded. It it felt like it was double the number of people. I could be wrong, but it felt way more crowded than last year. The lines were super long for things, um, to the point that I I had to like go and talk to staff because I wasn't going to be able to get into the actual convention center in time to do my panel if I, (laughs) if I didn't go through the VIP entrance. Um, but, uh, yeah, super, 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 super busy. And, you know, I think it's still a great show for like that general nerd culture show kind of thing. And, you know, definitely starting to attract, I feel like larger companies, um, limited run games was there as well as, uh, night dive studios. I forget what night dive studios is. Um, but they had like a panel there about 2023 being the year of the retro game. And I haven't seen if that, panel is up anywhere i didn't go to it i thought about going to it initially because i thought it was like somebody locally who was doing it but when i saw it it was like two publishers doing it i was like i don't know maybe maybe i am somewhat interested but like i feel like it's kind of like an adver panel kind of thing um i think Night Dive studios might be involved in like old game porting stuff but i i don't know for sure so don't don't quote me on that So I kind of ended up um, um, ignoring that. But, you know, that's, uh, you know, I I don't know if they were there last year, but, you know, it's pretty cool. They did a a panel this year um, for that. Um, so but you know in general I think it is still very heavily anime focused if you're going to Artist Alley it's going to be a lot of you know anime properties Chainsaw Man uh, and then the games that are most popular among people who really like anime things like Genshin Impact and things like that right that's kind of the focus and, and if you go to the booths where they're selling stuff that's definitely the focus in terms of anime figures and all that stuff right Um, that's the stuff I'm not super super interested in uh, tournaments are a big thing though it feels like um, you know which maybe isn't too surprising given Evo he being in Las Vegas, uh, so there's kind of like a, a gaming tournament, fighting game tournament uh, uh, culture here. Although I think they were playing, what were they playing? They're playing some 64 game. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head what it was. I think last year it was Pokemon Stadium. This year it was Mario Tennis on the 64. So I don't know how like you know in, like. In- what level those tournaments are happening at it sounds like the fighting game tournaments had some recognizable names based off my friends and what they're saying i don't know anyone in that scene so i was just like okay (laughs) Um, but um regarding uh the mario tennis stuff i have no idea if that's just like a casual tournament or what but they they closed out all that tournament stuff a couple days beforehand at least because i went to go see if the registration was still open a few days ahead of time and it was not and the website didn't update much at all like i'm usually used to yeah look Conventions—they're slow at updating their their like um, website details whenever their convention goes live, right? But Level Up Expo—it felt like it was just stuck in that pre-convention phase. They so had to download their app, and I didn't really use their app much. I just wanted to see basically the schedule of the panel. So I, that's one thing I probably would prefer—just like a you know printout or a page that I could look at that had the panel info on there rather than downloading some app. But you know that's that's how it be. That's how it is. So. Um, I think, though, like, the fact that it is getting so big and the type of way it's getting big, I kind of feel like it probably will never be kind of the gaming convention I've wanted it to be. I mean, I've talked to some friends about this before with some larger conventions in other areas, and, you know, they seem to kind of, once they start, like, becoming that kind of general purpose nerd culture convention, I think, um... I think they kind of homogenize into something that is, like, fun to go to, but I feel like you can kind of get anywhere in a lot of ways. So, like, Level Up Expo does not feel particularly special to me, you know, compared to other conventions, I think. Um, I I don't really know what you would want out of it. Um, I guess to me, like, when I think of local conventions, I'm thinking local gaming community and stuff like that, right? And, And I just don't get that vibe from Level Up Expo. Um. So, personally, at least, but you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? They, 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 when they get bigger, they draw in bigger guests and things like that too. So. Um, although I feel like voice actors still are kind of like the main guests they kind of advertise here. Maybe it's just too hard to get anybody in the anime industry that is not a voice actor, I guess. That's one thing I never really thought about. And they kind of like run the line between anime and video games, you know, being both video game character voice actors, things like that. I think like Sonic the Hedgehog's voice actor was there or something. There's a huge line for him. So anyways, but yeah, uh, like uh, overall, I think it was like a decent show. Um, very busy. Uh, but it is one of those things that like, Uh, other than going there for the panel I'm kind of I feel like I'm kind of running out of reasons to want to go to level up expo um I would love to see what they do next year but I kind of feel like it's going to be more of this in a lot of ways so I don't know um more easily accessible panel lineup would also be very nice because um yeah like I might actually want to look at that panel list before I actually decide if I go next year but I'll probably submit a panel next year we'll see we'll see where I'm at with that stuff um because you know I think to some extent the fact that this that this event is like so very likely never going to be gaming focused, despite it being called Level Up Expo, um, I think somewhat makes me question the purpose of me doing panels at those shows, especially since it kind of feels like I'm the only one. Although there was like a video game composition panel that I didn't go to, unfortunately, but uh, I don't know, maybe I don't know. Uh I mean I like doing the panels. That, that 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 is the first important part. But I I do kind of question I guess the question I'm asking is like what is the purpose of me doing these panels, right? Like obviously I want to bring that kind of um you know video game discussion to you know a panel at an event and I I have had people who who seem to appreciate that um tell me that before. But I kind of feel like I I would like to have a greater reason why i do these panels and i don't know if i've found that reason yet but i've definitely enjoyed doing them so i don't know i do got to figure out some more panel topics because to be honest with you i I think i might be running a little dry on those <laughs> um so i gotta like figure something out uh maybe on the Kofi, i'll put like a thing where it's like hey give me your panel ideas if you want it or something like that so anyways That was Level Up Expo, though. Um, Although, still on the Level Up Expo topic, I guess. uh, I played some games there because one cool thing, actually, probably my favorite part of the show at this point, is uh, there's like local developers who come to there. They show off their video games. Um, So Victory Heat Rally was there again. Um, I actually don't know if they're local or not, but uh, if you don't know, this is that like kind of, it's a Sega arcade style racing game. I didn't play it. I did kind of ask the guy what was the improvement from last year's demo, which you don't know. I did like a um, stream where I played a bit of Victory Heat Rally. Um, He he mostly said that the handling was what was improved from last year. So I don't really know what changed that much, but I didn't play it either. So supposedly there'll be a new demo up on Steam, though, in the coming weeks. He said uh, that was the demo that was at at that actual show, so... Um, So that was kind of, you know, there again, but I didn't really go on my way to play it. Uh, So the two games that really um, I spent probably the most time with and talked to the developers most on was a game called Delivery Issues. And this is actually by the publisher of the Spellbearers game that we also played on that same stream, um, which was like a top-down kind of, uh, you know, Dungeons & Dragons style, well, I guess more like just like Magic & Wizardry style of, um, of uh, Smash TV, the arcade game, where you like, you know, go into rooms and then they have like a, you know, eight-way shooting directions or whatever and it's it's got kind of like an arcadey feel but there's like progression to the game and i actually did did enjoy it from what i played and i would like to um try to finish it but um but it's from that same uh, publisher but this is a platform delivery game so what that means is basically at least for the the demo itself and i think this game's not coming out to like 2024 so you know who knows what will change you like start on like a street corner and you can basically walk to different buildings and each of those buildings are different jobs And, uh, you go inside and you have to deliver packages to people in the building, typically on the higher floors of the building. And, um, so you pick up the packages at the start and then you basically go through this building and all the people in the building, you know, are in your way. And so they'll like, you know, there's like zombie employees that will like attack you. There's like people on phones who will just kind of like run you over and things like that. And, uh, and so basically anybody you touch will just like knock the package out of your hand. So you have to go pick it back up. And the buildings are full of, like, holes in the floor. <laughs> so it is uh it is a lot of, you know, trying to platform over while carrying these packages. So so what you have to do in the game, uh, beyond just, you know, platforming over these holes, is that you have to throw this package at enemies to, like, stun them, essentially. When you throw it, they, like, launches at like a trajectory and it like will catch on fire depending on how hard you throw it and if it if it hits an enemy then it will stun them basically but it still bounces around so you have to re-catch it and you also can't let it go down the holes or else it'll fall in the hole below you. Um at this point in the game's development that was a very hard task to do and um I, I really struggled to finish any stages. I don't know if I finished any stages actually. Um it was it was really challenging actually. But um the concept seemed pretty cool. Um, and you can definitely tell that they, they got like a a pretty decent idea there. I don't know how you diversify the levels later on, though, I will say, with how the buildings are currently structured. But, you know, if they open it up a bit more so it doesn't feel like you're just running through hallways nonstop, um, I think I think that could be a cool game in a lot of ways. So um, I'm looking forward to see what it turns out to be. But, you know, given it's not t- until 2024, um, chances are if I go back to Level Up Expo next year, it will also be there and, and with a whole other year we're behind it, hopefully. So um, actually, that, that publisher was at Sin City Anime as well. So there's a chance I might see them there later this year i think it's more likely i'd go to sin city anime again than i would go to level up expo again um i feel like sin city anime just feels a little bit more the scale i'm looking for at this point but level up expo you definitely get like a larger audience which is the nice thing which maybe is part of why i'm like oh maybe i should have um like a reason why i'm doing these panels and like actual ways i can you know leverage that in some way so anyways all that is, has nothing to do with delivery issues. So, um, but yeah, it was a pretty neat game, and the uh, the publisher seemed uh, or the the developer seemed uh, pretty cool. Um, the other game that was there was Indigo Garden, and this is a uh, interesting kind of Valkyrie profile dating sim game. Um, so this, I will say, looked very early on basically the demo was like three rooms one was like a bonus room you could walk in and just kind of look at it the first room um was kind of a a npc introduction room where basically you could kind of like have these little tiny dialogue trees with the various npcs in the uh, in the game and then there's like a combat room which kind of like gave you a proof of concept of combat basically um and so i i've never played valkyrie profile but like to my understanding what valkyrie profile is it basically is a game where you have like four party members or, or some number of them them, and they're mapped to like face buttons on the controller and when you press those buttons it basically uh, uh makes the characters attack um uh, and and I don't know if there's like, a cooldown time or what in this demo not really much of anything was it was really implemented you just kind of like press the buttons rapidly to kill the enemies basically um but you know I think in the actual Valkyrie profile there's like timing elements to the attacks I think there's also like um you know certain characters like applying certain effects ahead of time so like you want to hit enemies with certain orders based off the 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 characters you're using i don't know for sure that's my, my my personal guess of what valkyrie profile is based off what very little i know about that game um so that was kind of there but the, they also had like a paper mario defense system where if you press the button you would defend against uh, attacks coming in so again super, super early on, um, but it has a nice style to it, um, they have, like, little, when the characters talk, they kind of, like, warp and, like, jump up and down kind of thing in a very, like, in some ways feeling, like, Final Fantasy Super Nintendo kind of way, um, despite being very different, because it's not, like, the character sprites were warping, it's just, like, the characters feel very, like, hop, hopping around, to, like, show their expressions, but they're really just kind of talking, actually, um, I liked that, but apparently that's just, like, a temporary thing while they, <laughs> while they, uh, 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 get everything, uh, put together kind of thing, so, um, I uh, did kind of know somebody who was on that development team. I had briefly talked to them at Sin City Anime Expo, uh, but didn't have like a ton of deep conversation with them. So this is the first time I really sat down and and had a conversation with them. So it seemed pretty cool. Um, And uh, yeah, I I don't know when they're planning, but you know, again, at least what they had at the show seemed very early on. It sounds like they kind of started before uh, 2020. And then, uh, you know, with uh, the pandemic and everything, kind of uh shut things down and so they they ended up not doing any further work on it and are now just kind of picking it back up so um but yeah i I really appreciate you know local developers showing up there and and i think that's kind of cool uh uh to 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 see that kind of stuff so so those are kind of the big ones i think there's like two other smaller developers there three um i didn't go look at them because they're more like adventure games and i kind of find with adventure games at conventions i don't really know what questions to ask it's just kind of looking at it and being like oh yeah text <laughs> like I, I don't know that's not anything to, like to be debbie downer about i guess but like i guess for me personally i mean i have the same problem with like playing visual novels and things like that and having them attract me is that like i have a hard time figuring out like what the hooks are um because a lot of times you know they kind of all look very similar so most of the hooks are story hooks right um buddy mission bond was a very clear exception given that that has like a very visual um, um I guess you could say, or very clearly different aspect with like the infiltration sequences and things like that. But, um, yeah, most, most adventure games and things like that. I kind of look at and go like, I don't really know what to say about this other than look at it and be like, Oh, neat. Um, there's also like an escape room kind of game as well. I kind of looked at somebody over the shoulder, but there's a lot of people at the booth. So I just decided not to kind of engage with it. So I don't know how many people are, are local and like in terms of all those developers, I know the spellbearer developer publishers are, are local here in California. I think I think they're, split up between those two areas and then the uh, indigo garden people i believe are all here in vegas i could be wrong about that but and that was pretty much it for video game stuff i played at the convention let's take a moment take a moment take a break from level expo jillian's corner we're here for jillian's question the question of the week from jillian jillian asked the question what's the most challenging games you've beat you've beaten um, and there's three games that always kind of stand out to me. One is, uh, Castlevania 3 for the, uh, NES. If you don't know, the US version of Castlevania 3 is harder than the Japanese version. And, um, I bought it on Virtual Console and that's where I played through it. And if Virtual Console has like a soft safe state kind of thing, but it's not like the safe state where you can kind of, you know, try to, um, cheese a game by like saving a bunch to, to roll back time. Really, really the Virtual Console save state is you can stop where you're playing and then you know come back you know however long later and it'll bring it'll bring up that exact same state basically um and so it's not like something where you can make a save state then roll back to it uh so that game other than the fact that i broke it up among like multiple sessions uh uh i pretty much played through as is and it was really hard and the last boss was particularly hard because the virtual console version of that game has problems with how Dracula shoots his fire, and it actually uh, is a pain because the fire just starts to spawn randomly on screen and has no rhyme or reason to where it appears, basically, so it's harder than it should be um, at the end there, but I was very, very happy I got through that. I remember having like, like very um, heated feelings about that game towards the end of it. Um, another one actually around the same time was Soldier Blade. I got those games kind of back-to-back and played them kind of very close to each other. Soldier Blade's like the only top-down shooter I've really played that was like not just like a dojin one and uh that's a pretty challenging game too. Same deal there just kind of used the the Wii menu as the save state so I, I could you know continue to play from where I left off kind of thing um but uh but yeah that was also a really challenging game and, and like the, the final modes of that game are like burned in my mind with the uh there's like this really cool scene where I think it's like a planet that like I say burned in my mind and say, Oh, I think it's um <laughs> but it's like a planet that like raises up in the background and there's just like this little sound that's like burr, 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 that keeps going up as this planet kind of comes over the horizon and um and then the boss shows up and he just goes, I'll kill you and then the the, the the last song in that game is pretty dang good, and then every once in a while he'll he'll pull out his gun again and say, I'll kill you, and then shoot you kind of thing. So it's it's a it's a really uh, interesting scene, and like I wonder if that would have been as memorable if I if I didn't like spend hours and hours and hours grinding that final stage kind of thing. And the last thing was Odin's fear. Although at the end of the day, I don't think it was actually as hard as I made it to be. Um, that game I found was like pretty dang tough to get through, and it was also a very long game. And I think a lot of it comes from my inexperience with playing those kind of games at the time, like doing RPG style things and like building characters and things like that. I don't remember Odin's Fear Systems very well, I'll be honest with you. So um, maybe there's there wasn't as, as, as like, intense of a under like RPG under like underlying system that game I can't remember but I had a lot of trouble getting through it and um kind of come to find out later that like Napalm is just incredibly broken in that game so if you ever need to get through the original Odin Sphere on PS2 at least just spam Napalm on most bosses and uh and it will be pretty pretty quick to get through but I had a lot of trouble getting through that. And I haven't beaten this game, but it's a game that I do want to play. That I, I hear is very hard, and that's Natural Doctrine. I believe on PS3, Vita, and maybe there's a PS4 version. I don't remember for sure. Um, but it's like a strategy RPG that I heard is very, very difficult. Um, and and the game always looks really appealing to me. I don't know if I'll ever play it, but I, I would like to play it. I ended up getting Lost Dimensions instead. I think I had a choice between those two games at one point, and I and I went with Lost Dimensions. Uh, and and I really enjoyed Lost Dimensions though, so that was that was fun. So so yeah that is it thank you again jillian for your question i appreciate it um getting back to stuff uh stuff i bought at level up expo well actually not not all this only some things i hear bought at level up expo then there's some other stuff also bought um so uh, at Level Up Expo, uh, you know, if you, like I said, there's not a lot of gaming stuff there, but there is like um, a seller that shows up at most of the conventions here in Las Vegas that sells like a bunch of doujin books and game guides and magazines. I feel like I did not see any real doujin books this year, so I wonder if he kind of got out of that game. I heard that like um, a local, uh, like at Sin City Anime, there might have been some problems with doujin books being sold that, you know, featured underaged looking characters Um, so I wonder if that has kind of spooked everybody away from that here locally. I could be wrong. I don't know. That's just, that's just the word I heard on the street kind of thing. Um but uh there are two books Well, actually there's a bunch of books in there that I uh took notice of there's like two or three first kiss story books in there um but the stuff that was in there is largely stuff I have already access to if you don't know I have like a first kiss story album book there's a lot of neat stuff in there and then also the first first kiss story desktop accessories disks also have a variety of scans of things as well so when I looked at those books at least immediately I did not see a lot of um it looked more like art books kind of thing and it did not seem like there's a lot of unique art in there per se um, but they were like forty bucks a pop. So it's a little too expensive for me to just buy and just try to, you know, figure out. Um, there's also a Blue Breaker book, and I bought that one, uh, even though it's like forty bucks still, um, because there's an interview in the back, and for the PCFX fan club, we're trying to get like kind of paper materials. And I could be wrong. I think Game Vacanti might have also picked up this book at one point. I don't know for sure, but um, but, you know, I figured, you know, while I was there, I'll just go ahead and grab it. Otherwise, you know, I'd probably have to pay a bunch of money in shipping it anyways if I got it in Japan kind of thing. But it was kind of interesting to see, like, a bunch of neck stuff in there. But, oh, yeah, and then also there's a, a Dear My Son art book in there as well, which I was also really split on. Uh, but my friend bought it for me, so thank you. Thank you, my friend, for that. So um, I haven't played Dear My Son yet, so maybe I don't, like, maybe I'll regret it kind of thing. Well, we read it. I didn't spend the money on it. I was sitting there, like, pondering it, and I was like, oh, my God. Again, $40 books. They were not cheap um um but uh but i think i I initially passed up on it because i was like i probably should like the video game first um so that's all i bought at the actual convention um and then i as a side thing i went to retro city games that same weekend um bought a a few different games actually uh two of these games were from we play games actually so uh we play games got pachinko time this is a game boy pachinko game and then also another game called ball breakers which is like a um a uh how would you put it i guess it's like a Arena racing tournament fighter game. It was really, really budget. Um, so, so not a lot going on in there. But I did play a little bit of it. It seemed it seemed fun enough at the very least. Um, very late PS one game. I think it also had Dreamcast version and are J- not Japan. Europe and a PC version as well. I think it's called Moho over there, which I think is where it originated from. So I think the ball breakers is the localized name, um, but it's got kind of that like future um, arena sports, like battle rage on the Wii. If you remember that, it kind of feels like that future death sport kind of thing. So, so yeah. And then at retro city games, I got my stylist, which is a PSP game. Um, which is a Japanese PSP game, which I think it's kind of like a makeup simulator kind of thing. But, um, one of the things you can, it has is a camera that's bundled with it. So you can, I assume, take a picture of your own face and do makeup in the game. Maybe I don't, I actually don't know much about it, but I am curious to check it out. Um, and then also I got Shining Arc, which, um, was a game I've been looking for for a while, but it wasn't like super, super high on my list because I have Shining Blade as well. And they're very similar, uh, but they are the two media vision, uh, uh, Shining Force games on the PSP, and they're built on top of the Valkyrie Chronicles engine, as far as I can tell, at least. So they are very similar to Valkyrie Chronicles. So um, they 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 are relevant to me at the very least. So I will get to them eventually, but Valkyrie Chronicles Three still needs to come first. Like Ben, you've been talking about Valkyrie Chronicles Three for years. Don't worry about it, buddy. <laughs> gotta. I'll get to it I'll get to it I will beat Valkyrie Chronicles 3 before I die hopefully um, so although I just I really don't know what I want out of Valkyrie Chronicles 3 honestly but I hope it's a, a good and interesting game I kind of just expected to be more Valkyrie Chronicles 2 though um but maybe a little more darker rather than like a school 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 time fun as the first one so that's a, a handful of games I got and then I also stopped by Game Nest and played some arcade games too. Um, so actually, interesting thing about Game Nest is they changed their um, format a little bit. A, they expanded their place, so there's a bigger area for you, uh, bigger area a little party corner as well. So they seem to be kind of appealing more to like family uh, stuff with that that kind of stuff. But um, they got rid of the all day pass now, so you basically can only pay for either credits similar to like a Dave and Buster's um, or a Round One. Um, or you can pay for one hour, which I believe was $10 if I recall, recall correctly. So, um, that's a little unfortunate, but you know, eh, you know, yeah, know, yeah, I'm sure they they probably saw how much money they were losing to, you know, people being paying for all day passes essentially and just, you know, just t- hanging around all day. So, but yeah, I mean, I don't go there super often, so it's not a huge, huge deal to me, but, um, I think it definitely, I don't know. There's something about like the lineup. ...this time around that I felt like was a little underwhelming as well. Um, I just really didn't find as much new stuff as I was kind of hoping to find. I feel like they usually are pretty good about cycling stuff out. But I didn't really see anything too exciting. They have a Starwing Paradox machine, which is something I played when I was in Japan. Uh, I could be wrong. I think you can only play the tutorial, though, without a Nessica card. And I don't know if it's connected to a server or anything like that so I don't know but um but that was there and I put the tutorial yet again <laughs> because that's kind of what a a service uh, arcade game is like it's like play the tutorial and then save your progress or play the tutorial again it feels like but I could be wrong maybe there's a way to get past it without it I need to do some research if I go back for that <laughs> I also played Music Gun Gun 2, which if you don't know, is a light gun based rhythm game, um, which basically just has, you know, uh, targeting reticles that appear on screen and you shoot them in a rhythm, but there's like stuff happening in the background, like little alien things that are attacking you, but they line up with all the uh, the music notes. So it was actually pretty neat, but it, it was pretty, um, pretty intense. And, and I felt like that the music lineup was a little small as well. I don't know if it was like... Um, not connected to its servers, maybe didn't like download all the, the latest tracks or anything like that. I think it's also an older game as well, um, but uh, but it was it was neat, definitely a unique feeling rhythm game with the the gun aspect, but definitely not my favorite. But I think it's a it's a fun gimmick at the very least. And I also played Putty Putty poogie Racing, which a race Putty Putty poogie Racing, Racing or Race, I don't know, but uh, that's the Monster Hunter Cats uh, spin off series. Um, they have like a racing game where you shake a, a, a pig's butt to a race because you're like a little cat riding on top of a pig and um you know it, it's actually i think it's I suspect it's on the same hardware as that game we previously played at retro city games, like where you use the um, scooter to kind of push the scooter around and you play as a little bunny on a scooter. Basically I suspect it's that same engine um, and same, same hardware. Uh, But yeah, it's basically you sit there and you shake the pig's butt and that determines how fast you accelerate and you can tilt the pig left and right to turn and stuff like that. So very gimmicky, very tiring. um, But, but it's a cute little thing at the very least. So, so yeah, that was kind of the, the the summary of my weekend last week. Um so it was uh it was a good time and I and I had a fun time. Um, you know, at level up expo, going to Retro City games, going to Game Nest uh uh per per usual. Um in terms of news this week, I only had one story that showed up that I was like interested in talking about. So we're going to talk about that one. Oh, you know, there's a state of play. I did not watch the Sony state of play. I probably should have done that, but too late. I'm already recording this. And honestly, I kind of feel like the state of plays usually aren't for me, (laughs) but maybe I should at least look at a list of games. Um, there was a, uh, Axis, I believe is, I think it was Axis, um, is putting out a game called Spooky Spirits Shooting Gallery, which is a Japanese festival game, uh, but it seems mostly focused on, um, shooting games at, at festivals, so, um, it looks cute, little minigame collection, you know, light gun minigame collection kind of thing, I imagine it probably feels somewhat similar, like a point blank or something like that. Um, I really don't expect a lot out of it, but I, I think those kind of Japanese festival games look cute and fun. I really want to pick up the wii one at some point and I would like to play more games of that style. Also, the um uh what's it called? Natsu, what was it? Natsuman? That takes place in like a Japanese festival too. So I, I- I'm always kind of happy to see those kind of games show up. I-, I I feel like I should play more of them. Um just cuz you know, we don't really get like Japanese festival stuff here in the US. Um although like I wouldn't mind going to like a summer festival in Japan, but oh my god, the heat. Um, but yeah, it's like 40 bucks for the physical copy. So maybe not too surprising for that, but I didn't find a digital copy available, or at least the digital, um, uh, page up for it. So I feel like $20 probably feels more appropriate for what I saw in there, but who can say, um, 40 bucks, um, seems a little steep though for, for me. And I, and I don't think I'll end up picking it up, but it comes out April 27th. If you're interested in checking that out. But that's gonna be it for this week. Thank you again for coming. OneControlBoard.com is the website. Like I said earlier, if you want some early access to some content, the um, Kofi channel is where you can go ahead and support me and get access to that stuff. I don't really know the the rate of new videos that are coming to the One Control Board Plus video or channel, but uh, I have uh, some stuff pre-recorded, some stuff edited and done. Um, but I'm trying to not let the one control port plus channel kind of take over my time. That's like the big fear I have. So, um, you know, I'll have to kind of figure out the pacing of what it is, but I'm not, you know, committing to anything right now. Um, podcast highlights, I think are going to still come up for a while though. Um, I do need to edit some more, um, but I might space them out a little bit more, honestly. So maybe you get like one podcast highlight a month instead of, I think two is what's going up right now. So, So yeah, um, otherwise, so I think that's gonna be it for this week. Thank you guys again for coming and uh, yeah I guess that's what I'll leave it at. Um, check out that panel on Wednesday Um, if you if you want on the YouTube channel for one control board plus and um, I don't know what else to say So I'm just gonna go all right. Bye